What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. What up? What up, yo? Today, we're talking about weight loss resistance. And I'm pretty excited because this has been a bit of a hot topic lately. Um, It's sort of the new catch-all buzzword floating around on the interwebs and the Instagram and latest thing for coaches to use from a marketing perspective, um, specifically in relation also to like semaglutide use, which the last podcast episode was on semaglutide. So if you have not listened to that, go take a listen to that one too. So you know how to kind of like weed through the bullshit and utilize it responsibly. Um, if it is something that you're interested in using and sort of know like, what are the things that you need to do? What, what you think, what you need to look out for. But today we're going to talk about weight loss resistance specifically. And I had a handful of you submit some questions that I'm going to dive in on, but first let's talk about what is weight loss resistance, um, metabolic imbalances where you cannot lose weight. Um, you hold on to body fat and it will not budge no matter how much you don't eat, no matter what your calorie deficit is, no matter what you do for exercise, no matter what supplements or vitamins you take, your weight will not budge. But here's the thing is that it's kind of a bigger problem that it's become a buzzword because weight loss resistance and the metabolic imbalances associated with that term are many, many, many options from just basic issues with metabolic rate due to chronic dieting, to insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, type two diabetes, digestive issues like SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, dysbiosis, um, you know, stuff like that, uh, adrenal fatigue or adrenal insufficiency, estrogen dominance, thyroid issues. These can all lead to weight loss resistance either on their own or in combination of each other because we very rarely have just one thing off. For example, if you're dealing with estrogen dominance, you probably already have gone through issues with adrenal fatigue. You probably already have thyroid issues. If you are insulin resistant, you're probably also dealing with some thyroid issues or adrenal issues or gut issues as well. Um, And so it's usually not one thing by itself, but it's a combination of things that leads to weight loss resistance and they have to be addressed in an appropriate manner. Okay. Uh, why it's become such a buzzword. Uh, it's because so many people relate to the quote unquote, I am doing everything, but I still can't lose the weight narrative. Um, now this is sort of a big, bigger conversation because while a lot of people are struggling with this, I'm doing everything that I can and I can't lose the weight. There's usually more at play here than just, am I eating what is healthy and am I exercising the way that I'm supposed to? Um, Because diet culture and fitness culture, by the time you're dealing with these metabolic issues, you've probably been doing a lot of disordered behaviors to start with. You've probably been crash dieting, chronic dieting, working out way too hard, going too hard for too long, and then hitting a wall. You've probably been on some weird cleanse or taken some weird ass supplements. You probably have not utilized caffeine in a responsible way. Um, You There's uh, you're maybe not managing stress effectively. Um, you've got some other things going on that have gotten you to this point. But the problem is, is that the things that you've been doing all along, 
diet culture and fitness culture have convinced you that those are the things that you're supposed to be doing because a lot of people offer absolutes without context, right? Everything has to be in context. And we're, when somebody asked a question about how do you weed through the bullshit? Um, and we're going to talk about that, but you have to understand that every individual has context. I'll give you a quick nugget. I have multiple clients with PCOS. I have multiple clients with insulin resistant PCOS. They do not respond the same way to the same things. And their plans look different from each other. There are some like basic concepts that I will apply across the board with all my clients. We always talk about nutrient intake. We always talk about, um, you know, stress management. We always talk about leveraging workout in a way that makes sense for you as an individual um, and how that fits into your life. We're always looking at meal planning and meal behaviors and food behaviors and mindset around food. Those things all come into play. But when it comes to sort of the deeper dive aspects of things, everybody's shit looks different. Like that's just how it is. That's just how it shakes out because every single person is different. Every single person's life is different. Everybody has different responsibilities and we have to treat people as an individual. So everything that you hear has to be taken into context of what does this mean for you and your life? And too many people out on the internet are giving these like absolutes where rather than educating people on like things to consider, things to maybe try that might help. It's like, nope, this is the way that it is. And it's, if you can't, if, if you're, you know, if you're doing everything and you still can't lose the weight, you have weight loss resistance and, and I'm going to fix it. And, and it, it, it's usually a much bigger picture thing. We really have to take a step back and look at the person as a whole to determine, okay, well, why is this happening? Um, and so this is just, this is just a nugget here for you. You have to check yourself first. Okay. Because a lot of people that are doing quote unquote everything, but they still can't lose the weight. I'm doing everything right. Okay. You're not actually doing everything right. Okay. And because it might be your hormones, but it's probably your fault that it's your hormones because it behaviors, dysregulated behaviors, too little sleep, too much caffeine, too much processed sugar, um, too much stress, not enough stress management, not enough proactive stress management, right? Um, ignoring gut issues, taking random supplements without really stopping to think, okay, how's this going to impact me in the long term? doing crazy diets, things like that drinking, binge drinking on the weekends thing, you know, trying to do juice cleanses to make up for these things. All these disordered behaviors add up over years because by the time you get to the point where you're having these metabolic health issues, you've been setting the scene for years and you've maybe have developed a chronic or an autoimmune illness or two all along the way. Right. Um, I, that's happened to me. And we're going to, somebody asked me about kind of my story and my experience of my metabolic health. And I'm going to dive into that here in just a little bit. Um, but you have to check yourself first. The reality is, is that it takes longer to overcome these things in 90 days. On average, my clients start to see their really tangible results within four to six months of starting a program with me because it takes longer than four to six months to undo the damage that you've been wringing on yourself, that you've wrought on your body for several years, right? Years, usually. This, isn't, this, this weight loss resistance doesn't usually crop up in a matter of months, typically. Some general hormone issues and gut issues can kind of crop up over the course of months, but usually by the time you've hit this wall, it's been years in the making. And it really takes people then when we're working together another six to 12 months from that initial four to six months to really get to a spot where they're starting to really feel like, okay, my body is working the way that it is again. Because again, this didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in 12 weeks. It didn't happen in six weeks. It didn't happen in six months. It happened over years. 
Okay. And that's usually a conversation that I have with people before we start. I'm just like, this is, this is probably a feasible timeline for you, right? There's a reason I have a minimum six month commitment with my clients because I need people to work with me for at least six months because I know they're not going to see what they want to see or start to see things the way they want to see them within the first 90 days. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, our bodies don't work that way. And it's, takes sometimes longer to come out of this hole than it did for you to get in it <laughs> because that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, okay. So questions that people asked, somebody said, would love to hear your story. So while now I have not dealt with things like insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, um, I did deal with the gut issues, adrenal fatigue, estrogen dominance and thyroid issues for several years. Now, unfortunately, when I started going through this, there were not coaches like me in the industry. And it was not nearly as easy on Instagram to find somebody who is knowledgeable about this stuff. And I was working with a coach at the time, and he was very, very well versed in like reverse dieting and macros and everything like that. But when it came to hormones, he admittedly was like, I don't know how to deal with that. And so I had to sort of figure it out on my own. And we kind of had to collaborate on how to get from point A to point B, working with my Hashimoto's, working with my endometriosis, right? So I have a autoimmune thyroid disease. I also have, um, deal with uh, endometriosis, which can lead to estrogen dominance and issues with estrogen clearance. Um, so I have to really monitor that as well as I did at one point have really poor adrenal health. Um, and I really had to back off on caffeine, had to back off on training, had to really prioritize rest, really work on stress management. And then I was also having major, major gut issues. So I had gone through multiple elimination diets, reintroductions and rebalancing and re-inoculation of my own gut microbiome. Um, um, sort of on my own, which was really frustrating. Um, because again, when I was at the height of my issues, I didn't have anybody to seek out that was knowledgeable about this stuff. And it didn't become a thing until much later. Uh, within the last, I think like four, four or five years, the functional side of things have really come more to the forefront and become much easier to find information on, which is amazing. Um, so that's kind of my journey is I started from a very young age. I had endometriosis. It went undiagnosed and untreated for a long, long time. And then I got on the hormonal birth control and that led to a cascade of gut issues. And because I was dealing with a high stress job and mismanaging my energy output and drinking too much caffeine, I got the adrenal issues. And then that untreated, managed chronic illness led into another autoimmune disease because on average, if you let a chronic or an autoimmune illness go untreated, unmanaged for seven, for up to seven years, you're going to develop another one every seven years if it's unmanaged and untreated. Um, and then I ended up having to, again, go through a whole situation where I completely had to come off caffeine had to completely back off training, had to really take a step back and look at things as a whole, tried a bunch of supplementations, tried a bunch of different diets, finally got to a point where my body was cooperating again, but it took me years took me years to do that because I was doing it more, more or less on my own. Um, and it was really frustrating. So like I can help people do in months now what it took me to accomplish years on my own. Um, and so that's, that's, that's why I do what I do. So that's, that's kind of how I got into this. So then the next question was how there's so much misinformation out there. How do you weed out the garbage? Okay. Just like I said before, take everything you read with a grain of salt. And be very aware of absolutes because there's rarely absolutes in health, health and fitness. Now there are like basic concepts and overviews that are more or less true across the board, but context matters in an individual person. Now my blunt, honest advice is if you are struggling with a lot of high level issues, hire a professional, 
Figure out how to work with somebody for six months to a year to really dive in on this stuff and get that tailored approach that you need, right? I don't care if it's me. There's there's a, a bunch of amazing functional health coaches. Just go find somebody to work with, okay? And, and if you are interested in kind of diving deeper into like maybe some specific issues that you're dealing with, like the estrogen dominance, like the adrenal issues, like the thyroid issues, like the leaky gut and, and, and digestive health problems that you're curious about, I'll link my free hormone quiz down below. And that will kind of give you your first initial steps to address some of the acute issues that you're dealing with. Will they solve the problems? No, it's probably going to take more than a freebie. I mean, like if you could fix your stuff with free shit, that'd be amazing, but you probably can't. Um, it's but, but start there, start there. It'll be linked on in the show notes down below. Um, and you just have to make sure that you're also educating yourself. So Google is great kind of, but take everything with a grain of salt. Anybody can post anything on the internet, right? Even me, like I can post anything I want on the internet, but hopefully if you're here, you know, by now that I try my hardest to kind of like be very, I just try to be very transparent and like upfront, like I'm not telling you guys some weird ass crazy shit that's going to like, Oh, I'm going to solve all your problems. It's going to be so easy. And I know the answers to everything. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But be aware of people who speak in absolutes, be aware of people who, who, who are like, I know absolutely everything about everything. Like I still belong in to professional organizations because I come across situations with my case studies, with my own clients, with case studies, with the coaches that I work with and I help them with their functional cases. Um, I still come across things sometimes too, where like, I need somebody else to help me take a step back and look at the big picture and say, okay, are we really on the right path here? What else am I maybe missing? Because I value not being the smartest person in the room. <laughs> like I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And I know that there's other people who maybe have a deeper knowledge on certain topics than I do. And I seek those people out actively, right? I don't pretend like I know everything. I know a lot. I don't know everything. Um, and I'm always learning. I'm always reading. It's like, I'm, I write, I'm right now, I'm currently reading a book about ADHD um, that I'm kind of utilizing and trying to put together a more comprehensive coaching practice for my clients with ADHD. And I also have ADHD. So it's also kind of like a personal pet project of mine. Um, but there's also, I noticed, and if you listen to, I think a couple episodes back, I did sort of a deep dive on like, just like my, my ADHD and autoimmune chronic illness, like overlap thoughts. Um, there, there, there's, there's connection there. There's a connection there. There's not a lot of research on it, but there's a connection there and I'm starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, but anyway, moving on to the next question. How do you make it go away? Great question. Um, the first thing is you have to determine the root issue of what's causing it. Is it just like a general hormone imbalance that's happening? Do you have thyroid issues? Is it chronic illness, autoimmune disease? Are there adrenal adaptations at play? What gut issues are at play? What, what are the maybe the multiple levels of things at play? And what do we prioritize first um, in order to help start moving the needle? Um, and so really there's not like one set answer on making it go away, but some basic things that I'm going to work with people on across the board is going to be, you got to get your stress management under control. We've got to get sleep and sleep quality well-managed. We've got to start getting enough nutrients into your body and we got to make sure that your movement routine and exercise is not doing more harm than good. And then get some like basic ass supplementation in across the board. Like, uh, get a vitamin D, a multivitamin and an EPA DHA. I link the ones that I use and that my clients use down below. I call that the trifecta because most people can benefit from that. And most people can take that. Although just be aware that if you do take, um, those like multivitamins and vitamin D and you are on a thyroid medication, you need to just make sure you separate those out by four hours because those will inhibit your thyroid medication from, um, behaving appropriately. 
Um, and then somebody asked, um, will I gain weight first before losing weight in the healing process? And that is a wonderful question. And this is kind of a question where like, I never tell somebody that as soon as we start working together, they're going to lose all the weight that they gained that they didn't want because every person is different. And do, depending on the cause of your weight loss resistance, that can kind of determine how you're more likely to respond. So for example, somebody dealing with a weight loss resistance due to adrenal fatigue or adrenal insufficiency, they are more like, or, or like tanked metabolism, they are more likely to gain some weight anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds before we get to the point where we're healthy enough to pursue losing that weight again. And that's because your body is trying to find homeostasis. And you, and if it's, if you start gaining weight, as soon as you start a health journey, an actual health journey, not a fucking juice cleanse, you start eating more nutrients, you start sleeping more, you have an appropriate amount of workout activity, output, energy output in your day, you start getting your stress management and your body gains weight. You have to let it because part of the problem is the diet culture, right? This constant need to control your body size and body weight has led to the disordered behaviors that got you here in the first place. So you might gain weight. I'm not going to lie to you. And you just have to let it happen. I have not seen anybody gain more than 15 pounds. I think actually the most that I've seen is 12 and then they eventually lose it. <laughs> like that's just how the cookie crumbles. However, somebody who's dealing with insulin resistance or they have hellothyroid issues, once we've kind of optimized those pieces of their body, um, they will start seeing that weight loss, but it usually doesn't happen right away. So I don't have people that have these massive transformations within the first three months of working with me because the goal is not weight loss. It's getting you hormonally and metabolically healthy. And that might lead to weight gain or weight loss. It, there's no exact telling how somebody's going to respond. It's why I never like make a guarantee of like, okay, cool. You want to lose 30 pounds? All right. We're going to lose 30 pounds in the next six months. I absolutely cannot say that. I'll give you an example. I have a client who has Hashimoto's and she had been on thyroid medication for a long time, but she didn't know it was autoimmune disease until I looked at her lab work. And I went, girl, you need to go ask your doctor about this because I'm 99.9% sure you have Hashimoto's, but I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose you. And she called her doctor, got an appointment. He's like, oh yeah, you do have Hashimoto's. And it's like, how the fuck did you not catch that? Anyway, once we finally optimized her lifestyle, her nutrition, got her on better medication, got her on the right supplementation, got her food in check, eating very high anti-inflammatory, which she still has a lot of freedom, right? But her diet is like 90% anti-inflammatory foods, really reduced her alcohol intake to got gluten, lower dairy, all those things. She's weightlifting, doing competitive taekwondo. She lost like 20 pounds in two months because we finally got her thyroid in check. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there was, we had to get those pieces of the puzzle in place, let everything click together. And then the weight loss happened. Like, and she didn't have to eat less calories. She just kept doing what she was doing and the body fat just melting right off of her. And it's fantastic to see because she's like, wow, this is what, and she goes, I have so much more energy now. She's like, I feel so much clearer. And she goes, I just am more alert when I wake up in the morning. I don't have to hit snooze. I'm like, that's because we optimized your metabolism and your thyroid function. Like, that's what it is. Um, so that's an example of like somebody who like, she didn't lose weight for a long time and then we got everything optimized and then she finally lost the weight. Right. So that's a classic case. She, cause we tried a calorie deficit. It didn't work. Had to go back to the drawing board on a few things, got some more lab work, did, did dug a little deeper, was like, okay, this is what's happening. Let's advocate for this. Got it in check. And now it's working. And then the last question that I got was, why are we all of a sudden hearing this from everyone and their mothers? And it's because of the semaglutide craze, right? If you didn't catch episode 44, I talked about semaglutide. Is it for you? How to use it? The good, the bad, the ugly, the in-between, and the reality checks that we have to put in place when we start utilizing medication for weight loss. Um, and it, it's because it's such a huge part of the weight loss industry and diet culture and the diet industry. And people are making buku bucks off this shit, you guys. Like, 
they're selling like one injection or two injections for like seven, $800 a month. I got to tell you, if I've got clients that are using this and I do, they're not paying that much money to use it because I have access to it through a clinic. I'm not doing the dosing, right? I'm not a doctor. I can't do that, but I have access to those resources and the people who can help my clients safely dose and utilize semaglutide when it's an appropriate tool in the toolbox for them. And they're not paying anywhere close to that. <laughs> they're, they're paying like a hundred bucks a month or something close to that for their semaglutide. Right. Um, and so that's, that's, it's crazy because it's not that expensive, but med spas and doctor's offices, um, can charge up the butt for it and they can bill insurance a lot for it, especially if somebody has like diagnosed PCOS or something that they can slap like a billing code on it. And then they're going to bill a crazy amount for it. And then sometimes your insurance approves it and sometimes it doesn't. And yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so anyway, that's why it's because it's part of the diet industry and people are making money off of it. And it's related to weight loss resistance. Semaglutide will cure your weight loss resistance. And that's not true, right? Context, context matters. Absolutes aren't actually absolutes. It's always context dependent. So anyway, um, that's my that's my chat, my little Q&A on weight loss resistance. Um, if you have any questions on any of this stuff, you guys just slide into my DMs. Y'all know I answer. I'm like a real person. I talk to people. Um, thank you guys so much for being here today, for tuning in. I will catch you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the What The Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review and don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time. Just a quick disclaimer for the information found in the What the Funk podcast. I am not a licensed medical professional, mental health professional, or registered dietitian. The advice and recommendations given out on this channel and on this podcast are not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition or mental health condition. If you do think you have a medical condition, please speak with your medical provider. Please consult your medical provider before implementing any kind of supplement regimen or exercise regimen or nutrition regimen into your lifestyle, as well as be aware that listening to this podcast does not constitute a coach-client relationship. Thank you guys so much.